everybody. Welcome again to The Tradecast, a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is The Tradecast for the week of October 10th, 2016. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing fine. October is always a fascinating time for uh, television, for entertainment. Uh, in the movies, we start to head toward um, the uh, kind of the Oscar world and some of the bigger winter films. And uh, in sports, we have NFL in full swing. We have the baseball playoffs. We have hockey beginning and basketball beginning. It's kind of everything for sports. Um, and so we have the new fall season, what shows are making it and what shows aren't. But on top of that, every four years, we have a presidential election. And it's so funny how, and I'm, I'm, I apologize nine seconds from now for the pun, but it truly trumps everything else. It's, uh, it just is so massive that it appears that the political numbers for people watching about this election have affected everything. Uh, football numbers are down. Uh, all the sports are down. TV, which is already suffering, down more. And a lot of people think it is because the one thing that is up consistently is political coverage. Um, are you amazed at how how wrapped people are by this for this long? I mean, I understand that Trump is kind of a new thing here, but this is crazy, is it not? It's it's totally crazy, and I think um, you know in every in every sense. Yeah, I, I'm no, I'm not really surprised. I mean, I think there's a lot of things at work for a lot of different audiences. I mean, I think there are people that are, you know, um, uh, engaged maybe for the first time in a long time, uh, for whatever reason on both sides of the fence. I think there's, um, a lot of, uh, anxiety. I think there's, tr- uh, you know, Trump induced anxiety, which I guess is, uh, um, becoming a real diagnosis that is, um, forcing a lot of people. And I, I count myself among them that are, uh, constantly checking 538 and the Twitter feed and, and everything else to see, you know, the, the most recent developments. As a matter of fact, I haven't checked 538 in the last, uh, minute and a half, Jeff. So has it, hasn't second. updated for the next 18 minutes. So yeah. you're okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, you know, it's, it is, it is a real thing. I mean, the numbers for the second debate, uh, last night, we're recording on Monday, were, were, were um, down a little bit from the first debate. Um, but, uh, but still, I think there were 65 million viewers, something like that. Now that's not counting people on YouTube that were watching on YouTube, which, uh, which we were. So the numbers were actually much higher than that. Those are, you know, nothing gets those kinds of numbers. Those are, those are Super Bowl kinds of numbers almost. Yeah. You know, you're right. They are Super Bowl kinds of numbers. You did say down a little bit, but percentage wise, it was a healthy percentage down. Um, right. I mean, we're talking about 20% down. Yeah, no, that's like serious. That. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because they said the numbers will go down. And despite all the ruckus right before the debate, the numbers were still down 20%. Uh, and given all that's going on, the numbers will most likely go down again for the third debate. Uh, and uh, it's interesting because uh, on the one hand, like you said, they're Super Bowl-esque numbers. They're huge, huge numbers. Um, on the other hand... Maybe everyone does reach some point of saturation. I don't know if we're there yet, but certainly 15 or 20 million people said whatever it was said, I, I just can't. I just can't right now. Well, and I, uh, and I think too, it was a, it's a Sunday night. I think there's other things that people want to watch on a Sunday night that they might be more into. Sure. The into. NFL. Right. And you know that, that the, the highlights are going to be covered ad nauseum. So I think there's just a few, you know, a few of us freaks, 65 million worth 
that uh, that uh, were so compelled to actually watch the thing from start to finish. Um, so, I mean, I think there's that at play too. I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with the uh, uh, being anybody being any less interested from one week to the next in the campaign. I think it's just a matter of uh, news consumption. And it's so funny because still most people say these debates. Not the stuff surrounding them, but the debates themselves don't sway a large percentage of people. And yet, people watch. I so, think this might be, you know, I think, I think uh, I, I've heard it said that the history books are going to, when they're reporting about presidential history in the future, uh, the footnote will always be, uh, except for the 2016 election, um, because this is just such, such an outlier. Um, I do think that uh, that uh, you know there will be continued interest in this in this race that that just won't go away. You might be right. All I know is that uh, Obama, in many ways, is he's the first social media president who had to deal with social media twenty four seven. And I feel like we are now reaching a point where the news is becoming so condensed into what how many stories they cover and how much they cover it. And, and how much they're looking for the next little piece of information that um, at, I'm not sure we can get much further. I, I'm starting to imagine that, and, and the jokes are always made this way, but let's say Hillary Clinton wins. I am, I'm truly a, a figuring that Paul Ryan or somebody um, or Pence is going to announce that they're running the day after the inauguration. I mean, I just, I, I, I feel like we're getting there. Like, I feel like someone's going to start running for 2024 soon. I just feel like we're reaching that point. And well, I don't, don't get ahead. It's 20, 2020. Don't give her the, don't give her the, uh, the, uh, 2020 election, uh, immediately. There will be. Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying that someone's already looking eight years ahead and thinking, I think I'll run then. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. They're just, uh, you know, they're quite, just already that far ahead. Quite possibly. I mean, I, I think it's a, a, a fool's errand, unfortunately, uh, Jeff, to try to predict anything about, uh, how the presidential race is going to go. I mean, from one minute to the next, it's, it's it's just absurd. You know, the um the, the debates were covered for the first time uh live in Iran this year. Have you heard that story? No, I did yeah. not hear that story. Yeah, uh to to show um the Iranian citizens what democracy actually looks like, they uh ran uh the debate. Uh so that I think is an interesting piece of um of trivia about how the whole world is watching. We just got back from an international trip, Jeff, and uh um, you know, people all over the world are extremely concerned about uh, about this race. I mean, I think there's a level of interest worldwide that we've just never seen before. Well, you should try to explain to them that America embodied in one individual is kind of like a drunken 16-year-old with too much money in a car. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty much what we are. Um, I think I think people outside of this country should start to learn that. So uh, let's let's move on to. Um, Oh no, no, before we, before we move on, I wanted to at least mention Billy Bush. Uh, and the reason I wanted to mention him is because this is a tough place to be. It was very easy to condemn Billy Bush. It was very easy to, obviously, I think you had to suspend him and you probably have to fire him or never put him back on the air. But he was put in a tough spot. His job is to make celebrities feel good so they'll talk more and, it, it, I'm sure that he thought, sitting in, in a bus with Donald Trump, that he's supposed to do whatever he needs to do to get Donald Trump all happy and saying whatever. I don't think what he did was right at all. I don't think he does. I think he's horribly embarrassed. But I do think that sometimes when people are saying crazy things in front of your face, you're not sure how to act. 
Um, and even though I do think he probably should be suspended, I, I, I got to feel for him a little bit because this was a really tough situation for him to be in. And it's very easy for people to say, oh, I would have sat there with Donald Trump, this massive Donald Trump, and condemned him right to his face. But, you know, you got to be there before you can decide whether or not, I mean, to know whether or not you're going to do that. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I hear you. It's, it's, it's hard to work up too much sympathy for um you know the the level of discourse that we heard on i mean trump was 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 clearly uh much more egregious for a variety of reasons that we don't need to get into and rehash here um but i i I hear you because i mean i I think we can all point to occasions in our life uh in in a variety of contexts you know whether they're you know sexually oriented or or whatever uh where we wish it we wish we had it to do over again so I I appreciate that, but um, but this was this was extremely gross, and and looking at it as a practical uh, problem, you know the the Today Show is aimed at women. How can Billy Bush sit and interview women with this dark cloud he hanging over? He can't. Him? That's why he has to get suspended and, and fired. I just meant that he's one of the, he's collateral damage on something and. And that's just how that goes. No, well, it's, yes. I mean, it's. I mean, and and some people have pointed to the fact that you know this this dumbass person is going to get suspended and fired from a TV talk show. But meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump roams the earth. So right. All I can tell you is Brian Williams is back at MSNBC for making a pretty egregious lie. Um, Mel Gibson has a new movie out that people are celebrating that we'll be talking about very soon. Um, even though the, the movie, they're so afraid, they keep calling it by the director of Braveheart instead of by Mel Gibson, because that's where, that's where that is. So we have a lot of capacity to forgive people if they do it right and they take enough time. I actually think he will recover from this because he will probably do it right and take enough time. Um, it's just that his time at the Today Show has got to be over, I would think. I, I would so, think so. I mean, and, and there's, you know, you separate the work from the person and the, and the, and the mystery. And, you know, and I, and I, and I, I, I mean, I do think there's room for redemption and forgiveness in all of these cases if people show true contrition. I, I think he, he, I, I am convinced he is, he is truly sorry and, and feels, you know, has learned something from this experience. Perhaps, who knows? But, well, uh, we'll find, yeah, time is going to show it's because how it plays people, it. right. Um, let's talk briefly about cable. You know, anyone can go back in our archives and listen, but we've been talking about the slow, agonizing uh, demise of cable for quite some time now. Um, we've been watching it slow, slow, slow. It's still out there. It's still afloat. But uh, I thought the numbers might start to slow a little bit. They seem to for a short while. But, Tom, they are. Tom, they're they're plummeting. and um, And a lot of the channels that you think of as being maybe, quote, safe channels, you know, like not that channel. Those channels are in trouble, Tom. Yeah. Um, the Weather Channel is in, in serious trouble. And, and, and the deal is that, uh, you know, these are channels that depend on the whole package to, to, to fund them. They're, they're, they're not, they're not uh, supported by advertisers to the degree that some of the other channels are, that your ESPNs, et cetera, are, are supported by advertising, um, but they depend on the package. And the package is going away, Jeff. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, Dish made the first kind of bold move of a major company to say, we're going to give you a bare bones deal. 
you pick up the channels that you want. Um, but the uh, the FCC looks like they might get into this in a pretty deep way um, by kind of eliminating the cable box. Do you think this is kind of the true, like this is the next step in the elimination of cable as we know it? Well, you talked about the archives, Jeff. You go back and listen to us talking three, four years ago, however long it was. We were talking about apps and that there's, you know, it's hard to conceptualize. I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like, but that there would be some sort of app-based system, some sort of iTunes for broadcasters. Uh, that um, that was going to emerge, and it, and it appears that that's exactly what's happening. So the FCC, um, I think there's there's public comment period that has been extended, but they're 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 looking to impose an app based system on the uh, content providers that would remove the need for uh, the rental of a of a of a set top box. I know they aren't actually put on top. You can't actually put something on top of a set anymore. <laughs> the terminology persists. Um, you know, which we all were for when we had cable, we're forced to, uh, or satellite, we're forced to rent from the, um, from the company to the tune of around two fifty three hundred dollars $300 a year. Um, it's insane when you can have all of that functionality on your, um, on your, um, on your phone, on your iPad. Uh, but that is making the, uh, content providers extremely nervous. And of course it's making the, um, the uh, the cable and satellite companies extremely nervous. So how do you think that's well, all going to shake out? Well, here's the thing: you cut the cable cord. You did it. I mean, I did. I did. and um, and you know, I asked you, I asked you right before we went on the air. I said, "Are you watching? Uh, this is us, a show on NBC that I think is a, a really quality show. It's so good. You, you know, the commercials should be. It's so good. You can't believe it's on NBC. Hmm. Um, that's how good it is. Uh, quality writing, really good." And you said, well, of course, I don't have cable. Like, I could, I can get it. You certainly can get it. But they talk about inertia TV, TV that you end up just stumbling across because you're just flipping through the channels. And I know that that idea is, tends to gravitate toward older people, you know, who have spent their whole lives, we're looking at people now 45 and older probably, who've spent all their lives flipping through the channels, flipping through the channels. Whereas young people, have never flipped through the channels in a sense, in the sense they've always just targeted what they want. But I could argue with you that even though I do believe this is happening, to answer your question, I do think that we are reaching this a couple of years from now where cable goes maybe back to where it used to be, where it's like simply a reception item, not a content. But um, I can argue with you that like the daily newspaper, there are a lot of shows that you might stumble across just flipping through the channels um, that you'll never, ever see. And there's something kind of sad about that. Would you agree or no? No, I, I definitely agree. And I, I, um, I, I think that, though, I think that there are other ways and um, more novel ways to replicate that experience. I mean, I think about you, you mentioned the newspaper and, and uh, you know, there was a lot of fear early on in the Internet age that um, – well, there was a lot of hope early on that there would be news aggregators where you could uh, uh, you could you could set your own parameters and you would get only the news that you were interested in. Well, that's that's great, except that uh, then, as you say, you only get what you're interested in. You don't stumble on the thing. You don't learn anything. Your curiosity isn't um, isn't aroused. I mean, I think that has been uh, ameliorated somewhat by uh, by apps. And so you've got the New York Times app. And uh, which I, you know, review and, and review every, you know, two or three minutes here lately with the campaign. 
Um, but it does allow you to stumble on things. And you've got Reddit, which allows you to stumble on things. So, and, and, and you know, a hundred other things we could name. That's true. But Netflix, for example, is, is all about suggesting things that they think you'll like based on what you like. That's now, true. There are... That's true. But, but they, they do go, in my experience anyway, they have suggested things that I wouldn't, had never heard of and, and, um, and have stumbled on that are, are, are in my wheelhouse, but not necessarily in my wheelhouse. Not something I would have sought out on my own. So I, I, I think there's, I, I think there's room for a smart algorithm that will allow you to find things that are, that are, uh, that arouse your curiosity that you wouldn't have sought out otherwise. You know, it's funny you mentioned the weather channel because of all the channels that are losing viewership. That's the one that seems to be losing the most, but when the hurricane hit, just like when every hurricane hits, my TV half the time is on the Weather Channel. Um, and I always think, I almost feel like, I know this may sound dumb, that it should just be a government subsidy. That the Weather Channel should just be something that everyone gets. Because I like the Weather Channel. I'm glad that it's there. They do weather better than everybody else. And, you know, and they're the people I turn to when it's a weather situation. Um, I think a lot of people do, but when it's not a weather situation, they're just, they're, no one cares. Well, that's um, right. Well, you know, the other option is, I mean, I've, I've, I've got the Weather Channel app on my phone, and that's what I use um, to, you know, use every day. Uh, is there any way to monetize that? I mean, I guess uh, there are ads that I see on the, on the Weather Channel app, but, you know, that's not enough to keep the enterprise afloat. Uh, it's a good question, because as people can truly cut away, cut off we actually won't have that access that we've had so easily over the airwaves i know we the over the airwaves is kind of gone but it is funny because if some bad accident happened and you couldn't get on your tv and your internet was down the first thing you would do is go find your am radio you would look for one that you had because it's still a way I know it feels old, <laughs> but it's still a way to communicate. And there is something weird and sad that's been going on for years where that kind of over the airwaves, we can get it to you. All you need are some rabbit ears. Um, it's just almost gone. And I know the Internet is pretty reliable, but what happens when it's not? Well, I, well <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, are, are we being um, nostalgic because are we showing our age here, do you think? I don't know. I honestly don't. I mean, normally I would say yes because we're very old, but, but we're old enough. Time, I mean, we're old, we're old enough, enough. To, to remember, you know, the the radio stations that we listened to when we were when we were kids, and they were all AM, and they came with the static. And there's something about that that seems, you know, kind of nostalgic and fun. But I don't know if a millennial would certainly a millennial wouldn't feel the same way. That's right. Until you take their internet away for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Then they'll be like, what is this antenna thing you have? I know. Please I know. let me use it. So, Although vinyl uh, made a comeback, so maybe AM radio will as well. It might. Soon they'll be having little necklaces that look like UHF um, UHF antennas, for <laughs> all we know. Uh, but we, we will be watching this because the FCC is delaying it, and it is going to happen. Uh, I think this is a, a, a point of no return. I think we've reached it. Um, I think we're just there now, and I think this app world is kind of the future, and we'll, we'll probably start to change our language, or we'll say things like uh, the, the set box top or set box, you know, that doesn't make sense anymore. We'll be saying those kind of things because they'll just be obsolete. Um, but we'll be we'll be checking into that because this is a major major story. But obviously, the biggest story of all 
is the election. We are getting super close. When we come back in a couple of weeks, we'll just be a couple of weeks out. One more debate to go. We will see if the ratings drop again. Um, and then we'll be seeing if the, if the pollsters are right. Cause I'll tell you one thing about so far with the primaries, the pollsters have been wrong a lot this election cycle. Um, which shows you that sometimes even with all the technology and media, they can get it really wrong. So we'll be checking that out and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day. Thank you.